thing you can do is try to ignore it. Yeah, it's a total circle, don't you see? You can't hide from it. Excuse it's me, a force George. to be reckoned with. Accept it before it destroys you. Welcome, sweet child of mine, to Geek Salad episode 139, Joshua Tree 2, The Destruction of Bruno. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today is our two-part episode. So right now you're listening to Side A, um, <laughs> where we are going to discuss the you music. To explain that to the young people. Okay. <laughs> There's these things called cassettes, and before that, records. Records, and before that, eight tracks that made a that made a tracking sound like this. Click, click, chug. <laughs> Every time you uh, it switched tracks, it sounded like your gear was your uh, car was downshifting. So when we uh, so today we are discussing the music of 1987. Which, if you've been on Joe's Facebook feed, you know he's very excited. I about am this. excited about this. You've been excited all month I for have. this whole thing. So I, I really hope this lives up to your uh, my expectations. Your expectations exactly. They so, are high. So for the for, for this first part, we are going to discuss the singles of 1987, um, and then when we return in about a week, we're going to discuss the albums. Of 1987, and in the meantime, while we're discussing all that, we're probably going to work out some of our um, unresolved our teenage <laughs> issues. <laughs> yes, as I was explained to Catherine via text last week. <laughs> I hope that didn't get too creepy. So <laughs> I didn't know that you were friends with a high school girlfriend. Shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> and so on and so forth. And so forth and so on. <laughs> yeah. Let's not delve so quickly. Let's not, no, no. So anyway, let's start with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. Where Chris, true to form, has done the random.org um, email again. Now, what I've noticed is that there are going to be some stuff on Chris's list that we are going to get into discuss. So I'm going to skip those until we actually hit them in our number one hits. Because I didn't realize when I was looking at his list, I told him, good to go. Um, I'm an idiot who doesn't edit, read what I edit, so um, some of these things we're going to hit in just a little bit. So there are a couple that did not hit the number one spot. So uh, first of all, his introduction, Hello Geek Salad, that time of year again, random.org will select five songs from the top 100 list of 1987. This should be fun. Let's get started. Um, Heart, who will you run to? <laughs> Who's 
okay? Number 88 on sure? the Billboard Hot 100 uh, year-end list of 1987. That made it on... Are you sure? Oh, wait, are you sure grabbed that from uh, his uh, random.org, or is that just something oh, he snuck in? let me there? read, guys, and I'm going to read it as, as I can only imagine Chris does without doing the Chris voice here. Ready? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I have a note to this random.org pick that was not manipulated in any way. It was a random pick. It was just a lucky pick. Anyway, this is a rock I and roll Hall of Famer's second top 40 hit from their album Bad Animals after their number one smash alone. The video is basically a big commercial for their album. Uh, it's pretty rock and tune. So that's not bad. How does that make it onto the the Billboard Top 100? But nothing from Hysteria does. No, well, you know what? Mainly because, Joe, most of that stuff because released 88. the singles is 88. I know. All right, side note real quick. Most of the stuff that came out in 87, you're going to think, I thought that came out in 1988. Because right, no. most of the good stuff came out super late in the year. Right. If, if you're so inclined to think that, of course. Yeah, of course, yes. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> there are songs that I'm, I was thinking about mentioning that came out in 1986. But they played into 87. They played into 87, yeah. So I'll, we'll talk about some of those in a few minutes here. All right, so number 36 on the Billboard year-end list. Um, oh, no, can't. Number one hit. Sorry, I'm going to talk about that later. Jeez, Chris, man. You have three of them on here. So we'll definitely get into those as we go down the list. Uh, finally, number 75, Billboard Top 100. Big Time by Peter Gabriel. I love the video. That came out in 87? It came out in 87. Wow. Okay, don't forget. Snow was released in 86. Right. Sledgehammer ruled the summer of 86. In Your Eyes was the later half of 86. Big Time was the third single. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the video to this song. It was directed by the same person who directed Sledgehammer. So it's Ardman. The claymation style was really innovative back then. I, um, I still think it holds up now. It's definitely one of those songs that when I hear it, all I think of is the video. So those are the only two from Chris's list that did not hit the number one list. So we'll have to cover the rest. We're going to cover them when we when we get back to stuff here. But we are gonna we're really doing a change of um, format. Change of format this time around. Typically every year, what we do is we pull the Billboard Hot 100 number one hits throughout the year. Um, and then we discuss them. Half the time we don't really have anything to say because we don't remember the song. Um, and then Andy is, is, is tasked with editing a song, a 30 to one, 30 second to one minute song drop for every one of these fucking things, regardless of whether or not we liked it. Because I let him do the uh, music episodes. Yeah, the music episodes are all me. So, what <laughs> Andy getting, isn't a music snob at all. Not all. No, there is so much chattel on this list. I mean, if you look at, <laughs> if you look at most of these songs, 
A majority of these number one songs are covers from the 1950s and 60s. No, no the best thing, and we'll probably go and get into it in the next episode, in the next part, in side B. Yeah. But the best thing, the best parts of 87 were albums, not singles. Like right, that. right, as this list is going to prove. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait until we get to the, num- uh, the second number one hit from the, of the year. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> let's start. And, you know, even if we don't have a lot to say, if anyone has anything to say about it, you know, for the most part, you're going to know what the songs are. Uh, two weeks, number one, to start out the year, the Bengals, Walk Like an Egyptian. That's a that's a leftover. Well, that's me. a leftover. We discussed it last year. Cute but novelty song. It's a fun song. It, you know, absolutely. It's, fun. it's yeah. a fun song. But yeah, leftover. Yeah, okay. So, starting where Mike was talking about. One week at number one, Shake You Down by, who the fuck is Gregory Abbott? <laughs> oh, Gregory Abbott. Even his name screams out, is that a cheese? Do you guys remember this song? No. no. I, it took nope. me forever until I finally, like, it, Todd in the Shadows did a worst song list, a worst hit singles list of 1987, and this was on here. I watched the whole thing. Well, well. So, it's bad. All right, two weeks at number one, At This Moment by Billy Vera and the Beaters. I would do at this moment when you're standing before me with tears in your eyes trying to tell me that you have found you another and you just don't love me no more Oh, I kept getting them mixed up with Billy and the Bangers. Billy and the Boingers. Billy, Billy and the Boingers. Boingers. Damn it, Mike. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've heard them, all right? I don't remember this song. All I know that I think this is a song that was a cover from a 1960s tune. I'd probably believe it. And the thing is, these aren't good. This isn't the good part of the 60s. This is the 1963 White Motown. Well, this, this is, well yeah, this is before the Beatles, but after... Uh, the Vandellas and yeah, exactly the Sean Dolls or yeah. something. <laughs> this is right around Paul Anka, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm epiphanying all over the place right now. <laughs> all right, number one, uh, Madonna, open your heart. I remember. All right. I don't a, know this song. I, I know, know this song. I know this one, but it's it's like a deep cut off of one of the albums these days. You don't really hear it. It's, 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 yeah, it's not. It it doesn't get a lot of. It's not considered like a it's, classic. It's Madonna. it's part. It's off a of True Blue, which essentially means that it's the Gary Johnson of Madonna albums. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this, this, I, at I, point I take Gary Johnson, but I remember the video of of it being like this kid who. Really, just hadn't come out to himself yet. Oh God, yeah, uh, yeah. No, watching a girly show, like yep. through like a peephole. Yep. Oh my God. That kid could dance though. And by <laughs> dance, I mean he could do what Madonna told him to do. <laughs> He's right. good at taking directions. Four weeks at number one, John Bon Jovi, "Living on a Prayer."
I heard this on the way over here. Actually. We need to park here for a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, this this song pretty much dominated the early part of eighty eighty seven. This yeah. song is still great. It's oh, still yes. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're a Patriots fan. I will tell you though. If you had told me 30 years ago that Bon Jovi was still going to sell out arenas, I would have beaten the living shit out of you with a belt until you were almost dead. I did not think this band was going to have this kind of staying power. Well, and it's amazing when you think about it that it's really off of just one album. Pretty much. Slippery One Wet is really their only like huge album. With, what, three? Really three hits that you can name off the top of your head. Yeah. But living yeah. on a prayer, um, you give love a bad name. Wanted dead or alive. Yeah, that's it. Can you name another so- uh, song off that? Nope. Wait, I didn't think Wanted Dead or Alive was fr- was from that album. I thought that was no. Funny. You're confusing that with Blaze of Glory when it was just John John Bon Jovi from Young Guns. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Give me out a blaze of glory. <laughs> Still not a bad song. Yeah, see, it came from Young Guns too, though. Which is not a great movie. No, at all. Or as uh, some of the uh, moms will say, young buns, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone have anything else to say about living on a prayer other than that? It's a, it's I a, mean, well, no, you know what it is? It's a nice bump. Yeah. No, it is, the, it is the prototypical hard rock anthem. Yeah. Of, yeah. The, of the late yeah. 80s. They, they were not hair metal. No. At all. I think they wanted to be. I think that was the, that was their original intent. You know, well, that was their look. Well, no, yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's, it's funny. The keyboard. Bon Jovi. Keyboard killed John bon, uh, bon Jovi's always a, a hard rock band that wanted to be metal. Yeah. Def Leppard is a heavy metal band that just wanted to be glam pop hard right. rock. <laughs> well, I mean, there was Yacht Rock. I think Bon Jovi kind of falls under the Jersey rock. Yeah, oh, God. The, the, uh, the blue-collar, working-class rocker. Oh, yeah, that's, well, like, that, that's more, well, yeah, Bruce Springsteen's the king yeah, of that, though. And then, and then after Springsteen came Bon Jovi. Ironically, their their songs are not really all that welcome in Jersey anymore because Bon Jovi is best buds with uh, Belichick. <laughs> um, Good for him. He came over to the I remember side. that there was this parody uh, band. Uh, WBCN used to play them all the time when the song was huge. They were called the Swinging Erudites. <laughs> and they did a song called Living Off My Hair. <laughs> so, when I was 14, I thought it was clever as all shit, so. Uh, of course you did. Yes, I did. All uh, right. Those are the times we don't speak of, right? Uh, no, those are my mid-20s. Okay. Anyway, one week at number one, Huey Lewis in the News, Jacob's Ladder. I love this song. What album is this song? Because I don't remember this song. Uh, four! Oh, uh, see, anything after sports. Silence that shit, Mike. Anything, uh, anything after sports, I'm just... <laughs> Oh, God, I know that sound too well now. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe just beat that Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, God. Moving on. <laughs> back to the past. Yeah, Catherine, back to the past here. I, I, I love Jacob Slatter. I do. I, 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 it is a good song off a very, very stilted album. This has got the, this has got power of love energy without the um, happy to be stuck with you whininess. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yep. And because Jim's not here, I can't mention his huge dong. Oh, wait, I guess I did. <laughs> you know what? I'm just looking over the track listing for this, and I like this album. This All right, let's we'll test some of these tracks here, because none of us have it on our, on, our, on our album list. Spoiler alert. Well, it became because it came out last year. 
That's right, it came out in 86. And it was That's on right. my list last year. It was, okay. So we got, I mean, it starts off with Jacob's Ladder. Then we got Stuck With You. Then we got A Whole lot of Lovin'. Doing It All For My Baby. Hit To Be Square. Yeah. I knew it's like. You know what? Do it, all, do it All For My Baby is actually a pretty good song. Yeah, that too, but again. Well, she is as fine as she can be. She's <laughs> yeah, not in 86, so. But, yeah, I mean. But, but you know what? By, by the time, by. By the time Jacob's Ladder came out, the, the whole, like, 50s, 60s nostalgia thing was kind of dying off. Yeah. I still think it's a good album. Uh, those are some solid songs, at least for me. Yeah. All right. Ready to move on? Yep. Sure. Two weeks at number one. Another 50, 60s cover. Lean On Me by Club Nouveau. Yeah, yeah. There's not not much you can say about that. Exactly. It's not a bad cover. I I, I don't mind it. All right. Two weeks at number one. Everyone put their fingers on their nose if if they know if they're exempt from liking this song. Starship. Nothing's gonna stop us now. I'm blanking on what this song is. No. Oh, you are not blanking on it. This is this is from Mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. This is nominated for a goddamn Academy, Academy Award. How did you not know this song? I, I'm sure no, I know it's it. No, it's Okay, yeah. see, now I know it. I, 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 the title, I couldn't place it to a song. Yeah. We once wrote White Rabbit. <laughs> now we're really hungry. <laughs> No, nothing, Mike. I'm amazed because I really don't want to drop this one in there because it'll be stuck in my head. Nothing <laughs> at all. I, it, it's not a bad song. I, I don't mind Starship. I really don't. Okay. All right. Okay. Starship or or whatever the hell it was. Construction airplane. airplane yep. Construction Starship or airplane or whatever Starship the hell they want to call them. Starship airplane. Yeah. The airplane that is the Starship. All right. So we actually are going back to one of Chris's picks here. Two weeks at number one. I knew you were waiting, parentheses, for me, and parentheses, Aretha Franklin and George Michael. So who is singing that to who? Oh, oh. stop it. <laughs> no, All right. Don't go there, Mike. Come on. All right. Question. Did this song get released before or after George Michael's hit, I Want Your Sex? Before. before. Because yep. Because the album had not been released yet. Right. Anyway, this song is definitely one that you would find on the grocery store, Deep Cuts, a soft rock radio station staple for a shore. Rest in peace, George Michael. 
Rest in peace. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, where are we? Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Um, alright, two weeks at number one. I just died in your arms by the cutting crew. Chris had also mentioned um, you know, that one of his favorite like like deep tracks on that is the "Been in Love Before," their quote unquote second hit. Been in love before. Cutting. Uh, this starts with that like. No, I just died. Actually, no. I get to do like the. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just died in your arms tonight. I actually kind of like the song. Must have been something you said. Oh, that song. Now I know it. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of yeah, the cutting crew. <laughs> I never knew it. This came out in 87. I always thought that song came out like 82, 83. The, the song's about um, having sex with a girlfriend. Really? Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this song actually came out in 82, 83. Yeah. Not 87. No. Mean. No, and that's the thing. I remember this is one of those songs that... As you guys, as, at least both of you guys remember, I didn't live in Acton. Right. No, so, I, we had a 10 mile drive, a half hour drive to school every day. I heard this song driving home from school every fucking day. <laughs> and I knew then that these guys were destined for the, uh, the, the, uh, the carnival circuit. <laughs> the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, okay. So now we got some real music going on here. Three weeks at number one, you two, with or without you. Good solid song. I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to park on the Joshua Tree in the next yeah. episode. Um, I just remember this song being very different from anything I was used to from U2. Yeah. Because at that point, I was still kind of, you know, getting my U2 bearings. Most of what I knew them from, um, you well, know, Pride the Name Bloody, of Love was yeah, a big one. But Sunday Bloody Sunday. Sunday Bloody Sunday. Um, I Will Follow. You know, a lot of the stuff from the earlier albums. So this was just, it was really different. And I didn't really know what to think about it, but it is a it is an excellent song. I mean, yeah, yeah there's really nothing wrong with the song. Good way of leading off an entire. You know, this is a good lead single for a yes. 
Yep. For an album. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay then. Uh, one week, number one. Another 60s cover. Kim Wilde, you keep me hanging on. <laughs> Set me free, why don't you, babe? But when I think of this song, I think of the Kim Wilde version. Yeah, no, that's... She does a good version of it. Yeah. Um. Seriously, what is the deal with all of these covers? I mean, I understand the point that the music industry was being run in 1987... Yes. I know why. Why? This is the year Dirty Dancing came out. That's right. Right. But yeah. we're not even in the summer hits yet. Doesn't so, matter. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Dirty Dancing ties it in was, with it that. It was part of that period you could buy 87. Yeah, that was when you could buy a 50s well, collection you know, at the grocery store, cassette by cassette. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what part of it, too, was, was um, 86 was when Top Gun came out. Oh. And You Got That Loving Feeling was a huge hit. Oh. Came back again because of it. And that came... I think that kind of started out the whole 60s nostalgia. Well, I think, well, no, well, there's also movies, like, 86, Twist and Shout showed up in a bunch yeah. of movies. Um, oh, God, so, so many. But I think it's because most of the people running the entertainment industry at that point were born in, like, 1950. They're, like, our parents' age. Right, yeah. Born in that era, so they were teenagers in, early, in the early 60s, so it's like, I want to hear that song again. Yeah, yeah that was... You know, and, and it was also they 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 play the stuff that appeals to the people that were you know that were kids at the time. Right. You know, look at what's out now. Sure. Kind of, you know. Yeah. It's all targeted at, at us and a little bit younger than us. It's kind of fitting that we're really not making plans for next year yet, is it? So yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one week at number one, Atlantic Star always. I guarantee this was somebody's prom song or a wedding song. I'm not dropping this one. I am not dropping this one. No. I, I have no but idea. Always. I was just, just going to sing them then. It's just... <laughs> Atlantic Star was one of those bands that was so easy to confuse with, like, the Jets and DeBarge. Not the DeBarge, but just the DeBarge. Well, see, I like the bars, though. It was just like one of these brother and sisters singing love songs to each other. Oh, now freakiness. I remember. <laughs> now I remember. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. This is so sick, too, because we have I essentially... I remember the video now. They were like, they look like at each other so lovingly. It's like... Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Nothing creepy there. Can we move on to the next one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. Christ. Okay, one week. Lisa, Lisa, and the cult jam head to toe. <laughs> Anybody have anything nice to say about this? Something it's like a, it's a fun little song. song. Come on, it's just this, a fun poppy song. This was also, by the way, in um, Todd, Todd the Shadows. Uh, yeah, it was. songs. I'm yeah. like, I know, I watched it and I remembered it. And, now it's it's and it's just like it's just that is what what disqualifies it from being a good song. It's just that constant repeating of. <laughs> But it's Lisa, Lisa, and the cult jam. Oh, God, Lisa, Lisa. I just, I've never. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, right before all of the, like, she started making these number one hits, she was involved in, like, this huge, like, early, mid-80s rap beef. Okay. Yeah, it, it was just, it was weird, because then she was just putting on this kind of stuff. All right. Um, okay. So next up on the list. This is a good song. Two weeks. I want to dance with somebody, parentheses, who loves me, in parentheses, Whitney. 
Go ahead, Mike. I mean, it's, this is this is where Whitney really shows she's got the chops. This is a solid song. I mean, it's yeah, it's a solid it's a solid album too. Yeah, as a whole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, this does have that thing that boom <laughs> in it. Yeah, that was a very 80s. That was very much of this era of the 80s, too. But it's not a yes rip, so come on. No, that's true. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, again, this is one of those things where I can appreciate the, the upbeat stuff of Whitney Houston. Hmm. Not so much the ballads, because I always felt like she was trying too hard. But, but this one really shows her range, though. I mean, because she really hit some highs, she hit some lows. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, th oh, three weeks. Seriously. Wow. Heart Alone. these guys live on this uh, promoting this album <laughs> um was it by choice <laughs> oh, this is a good song a friend, of mine, a friend of mine actually had tickets and he's like i have an extra ticket to heart you want to go see it like yeah sure why not um you know no, it wasn't bad it was funny too because at that concert i didn't realize that heart was responsible for stuff that my dad listened to so it's like you know you just hear that dum -dum 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 it's like, no fuck, they did Barracuda too. <laughs> <laughs> that one, um, straight on for you. All these songs, and all I could just, Nancy Wilson kicking her leg up, like a full, like, scissor kick? Yeah, like the full scissor kick up, like from the from the ground up to the to like her ear. Just, <laughs> I was like, damn, how do you get to be that flexible? And play guitar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not a bad song, but this is definitely like they had some bills to pay. Well, yeah, yeah, but you you make these albums so you can make your passion projects like the love mongers years later. You yeah, know? and maybe a song made out of desperation, but sometimes desperation can result in beautiful music. It can, or you you produce cherry pie. <laughs> I don't mind cherry pie. Oh, God. I got cherry wheat beer. beer no. for you you, you remember that story, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Warren had had come out with cherry pie, uh, and they're like, "We don't hear a single." It's like, "Well, we have a ton of singles on here." No, we need one more. So they like went to the bathroom, you know, caught the squat, shat out uh, cherry, <laughs> cherry pie, pie in like a half hour, like here, <laughs> and it, and it seriously ruined their lives forever and ever. Which is a shame because it's a good song. What yeah. Warren's Cherry Pie, or... Yeah. She's my, my cherry pie. pie. I'm I'm a big Supernatural fan, so now whenever I. Uh, Hear that song? I see the scene where the Dean's dream, where he's got the uh, the two strippers dancing right. to that. Oh, okay. And the angel. That is a. You know what? That is the most stripper song there is. <laughs> no, right. it isn't because there's another one that we're gonna talk about later. Oh boy, because it's on one of your albums. I'm sure it is. All right. All right. So moving on. One week at number one, Bob Seger, Shakedown, from Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, I remember. Shake down, break down, oh, everybody walks into a crowd and that. 
Like the yeah, this is like the most on Bob Seeger Bob Seger song there is. This was Bob. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Bob Seeger. Yeah, that's why I said it's the most on Bob Seeger song there is. I mean, Bob Seeger is still putting out good music. I oh, mean, yeah. he tours on his hits. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, he tours on the hits. Oh yeah, but yeah, this is the most memorable part about Beverly Hills Cop too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two weeks number one from you two. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. If I have a least favorite song on Joshua Tree, it might be this one. And I think it's just because this was the overplayed second hit. Well, this is the, this is the, the video that everybody talks about. Uh, the oh, the video. Yeah, yeah the video. Oh. It's, the, it's all about the video. Yeah. Honestly, I, I prefer the um, the rattle and hum version of this song better than the uh, Joshua Tree version, the live version with the, uh, the gospel choir. Yeah. I, I, I seem to remember one time being in a restaurant and this came on over the speakers and my friend turned and shouted to the ceiling, we're sick of hearing about your religious troubles. Don't <laughs> 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 you see, that line sounds so much better if you say it with an Irish accent. <laughs> Which one? The one I just said? Yeah. Oh, we're sick of hearing about your Irish trouble. Your, your religious trouble. Oh, God, no. No, don't do it. No. no. All right, done. It wasn't bad. It's a little on the Scottish side. Yeah, yeah I put my bit. cards on the table there. All right. <laughs> One week at number one, Madonna, Who's That Girl? That movie must have come out this year. Yeah, it yeah. did, yes. It was a summer bomb. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, well, this is the most memorable part about a very bad movie. It was supposed to be a Roseanne Arquette vehicle, and then Madonna stomped all over it, and it was just... Oddly enough, this song sounds kind of like it came from the 50s, but... It did. So Madonna was trying to make a 50s style. There's a lot of synthesizers that sound like horns yeah. on yeah. it. And I don't, I, I don't know. Because how much, more, how much more money would it cost to get a horn section? I don't, I don't know. Well, it's easier to produce. All right. Three weeks at number one. Oh, look. A song from the 50s now. What a refreshing departure. <laughs> <laughs> La Bamba by Los Lobos. Soy 
couldn't escape this fucking song. No, well, it was the summer of 1987. Oh, yeah. That's the time the movie came. Yeah, out. Diamond Lou Phillips uh, was in this one. Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond I know Phillips. that. I just called him Diamond Lou. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Diamond Dave. Then. Oh God. I remember I worked at this my summer job in 1987. I worked at Burger King. This song was on our radio. Oh, so very much. Oh, I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> then I learned that in Spanish, know. it's all nonsense. Basically, yeah. These are Spanish words that mean nothing. Now, I, I enjoyed the song. And you speak Spanish, Joe. Well, I, I enjoyed the song, but I knew they were talking gibberish. Yeah. So I always got a kick out of people trying to... Well, it's, it's all about the beat. This one's all about the beat. Yeah, it's all about the beat. Yeah. The beat. It's the guitar. Right. Yeah. The, the, it's all that guitar. And it's... I mean, musically... It's, it's, it's one verse, I think, it gets repeated over and over yeah. and over again. Well, the thing is with this song, too, this song is a lot better than the Richie Valens version. Yeah. No, it's way better. To the dead, but it was... No, it sounds way better than that. Yeah, I do remember, though, watching this movie and thinking that, like, Lou Diamond Phillips could not lip, lip sync at all. He looked terrible trying to perform this. Yes. Yes, he did. He also was a lot better looking than Richie Valens, though. <laughs> Richie Valens died looking like he was 50 years old. <laughs> all right. Next <laughs> up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Get your WIC coupons, because here comes some pa pablum. One week at number one, Michael Jackson. I just can't stop loving you. Michael Jackson with Sierra Garrett. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I was going to type that, and I just figured it wasn't worth my time. <laughs> um, I, this, was the, this was the lead single. Out of Bad? Out of Bad. This was the first album after Thriller. Okay? How do you follow up Thriller? You don't. You actually but go, bad. The thing is, bad. Bad is very great well. Album. Bad did a very good job, but you know what? But it ain't thriller. no thriller. It ain't no thriller. It ain't no thriller. It ain't no thriller. By the time Todd was, Todd and Shadows was done with it, I was sick to death of that song. Oh yeah. Like I wasn't sick to death of it before, but now I was like, yeah. You have to play it before every single single. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh uh, yeah. I mean, Bad's biggest crime is it came after Thriller. Yeah. I mean, this song, though, this is just, this is, this would have never made it onto uh, Off the Wall. No. No. This was, I remember BCN played this just because they got a copy, they got an advanced copy of it, and they're just like, no. <laughs> no, we need to become a rock and roll station now. No, we will never play this one again. <laughs> we are classic rock all the this time. This is terrible. This is bad. Joe, may I have a burning, please? You may. Here you go. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, all right. Moving on, and another one of Chris's uh, songs, two weeks at number one. Whitney! Didn't we almost have it all? To, yeah, to which uh, Chris writes, it was a typical soft rock hit for the late great pop star. The video was a live concert version of the song and not much the studio version. Not much like the video, a studio version of the song. Um, yeah, it, I it is. I barely remember the song. And again, I guarantee this was somebody's, like, Sweet 16 song. Oh, or I don't prom doubt song. Oh, yeah. Who would get married to this one? <laughs> 
I wouldn't because it's like it's. it's I wouldn't. Don't look at me. It's a sad <laughs> song. All right. Now here, here's food for thought. Then imagine somebody prop most likely lost their virginity to this song. Oh. Ah! That's so sad. You are, <laughs> you are a mean, mean man. You are. Yeah, you are evil. No, 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 no. I would say I would imagine that more people lost their virginity to the next song on the list. No. 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 <laughs> really? I, I don't know, Joe. Based on the girls we went to high school with. Um, one <laughs> week at number one, White Snake. Here I go again. Oh, God. The only thing I, the only takeoff I have with this song is Tony Katane. Tony Katane. Yeah, yeah all right, that's yeah. it. That's all. The middle is called this song. Tony Katane's um, visual, visible nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That is all I can put. I can take away from this. Yeah. David Coverdale essentially looked like two pieces of sandpaper that they threw a wig on top of. <laughs> I love this song, though. It's a, it's a fun song. Oh, yeah, no, this is a... It's a, it's a great, like, you know, pick yourself up off the floor yeah. song. Yeah. I had somebody in uh, Second Life when I was DJing, and every time she, one of her relationships broke up, she'd request this song. And how often did that happen? <laughs> Rather often. Rather often. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you play well, that their. That that's her, when you play their follow up hit. Maybe it's you. <laughs> that, was her, that was her second life relationship. So her life relationship was just a sad cohabitation situation. Lots of cats. No, 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 not not cats. The thing is, too, is that I saw. I don't even know if it charted, but Still of the Night" is the best thing that White Snake probably ever put out. And that's not saying a whole hell of a lot. All right. One week, number one, Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam. She's actually got two songs on this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lost in Emotion. Wow. Um, I think I like this song more than the other one, though. <laughs> 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 that look. That look. That look. Oh, that look. dear. Oh, oh, the look that stopped the room. Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, damn, man. <laughs> Oh, it's Lisa shit. Lisa and the Cult Jam. And the Cult Jam. What are happened to the Cult Jam? Do you think they like they, they like tour the, uh, the the carnival circuit right now? <laughs> Puppet show and Cult Jam. Yeah, uh, I believe they're working at Arby's now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. I, I don't mind the song. I really don't. Two weeks at number one. Michael Jackson. Bad. This is a good song. Ding dong, yo. <laughs> Close. I'm sorry. Close. That's Yeah, no, that's no. really all I can remember. I don't, honestly, when I think about it now, I always think that Michael Jackson is wearing a fat suit in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, that album comes out next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to be talking about well, that one. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're, we're oddly um, absent of Weird Al album in 87, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, there's an 86 and an 88. 88 I, and I went, 89. I, I went and looked it up. I was trying to find more albums to to, mm, yeah. to sponsor, and I was like, nope, it doesn't, you know, Even Worse comes out the following year. And frankly, most of the singles we're about to talk about are spoofed on there. Oh, jeez. Didn't this music video um, star Wesley Snipes? I think so. I think, mm, it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Was it? I'm sorry. Scorsese. I believe was it. Was uh, it? Uh, did Marty direct this? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was great friends with, uh, with Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah. I, will, I will say, actually, I do have another thing to say about that. Yeah. There was um, Batter. Oh, God. Which was, on, which was a video... On um, a Michael Jackson uh, video mm-hmm. cassette that was just a series of videos and vignettes, and they cut and do they do the entire thing shot for shot with like ten year old kids. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like the kids, it's like kids pop, kids pop before kids pop. It's it's adorable actually. It's really well done because I'm telling you, shot for oh, shot, same dance moves and everything, the same outfits, and it was just. Speaking of spoofs on the video was was uh was badder. Oh. All right. Okay. Co-stars Wesley Snipes and directed entirely by Martin Scorsese. Wow. wow. All right. So moving on. Two weeks at number one. Another one from Chris, by the way. <laughs> I think we're alone now. Yeah, oh, by the way, that's another cover. That's another cover. Um, the mall concert queen herself. Now back. In the day. <laughs> All right. Now Chris is actually writing here. Now back in the day, I had to admit the music I listened to most was uh, Top Forty, Kiss Went Away, Ninety Four Point Five, Zou Type. So this song was in rotation quite a lot during the time of the Top Forty charts. Here's some trivia: Tiffany's song was a cover of a Tommy James and the Shondells hit, and at the same time, there was another Tommy James and the Shondells cover that charted. And what was it? You'll hear about that in a moment because it, we are going to talk about it. Yep. Actually, we're talking about it now. now. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. One week at number one. Oh, Billy yeah. Idol. Moni Moni. Yeah. What a... Billy Idol should never do 50s covers. Ever. Ever. They, they're all awful. They are... They, I hate this song so very much because Billy Idol covered it. I don't, I don't understand what the hell this song is about. It, you know what? The only part of this I take away is the when you're at a party, even a work party, and they play this song, and then you just shout out the hey, 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 get laid, get fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. she comes now saying money, money. Hey, 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 get laid, get fucked. You oh we did that at a work thing once we got so <laughs> you, no really? shit really. Jesus Christ we're adults 
See, I'd be singing Alimony, and I'd be okay. Oh, God. This is just... <laughs> Again, another 60s cover, too. God, Billy Idol was so much better when he was doing, like, angry, you know, like... Angry, angry, angry pedophile music. No, angry pseudo-punk. Yeah, exactly. Rebel Yell is a great song. Even Cradle of Love has its place in, in, in the world, I you like know? Cradle I like Cradle of Love, too. Like, the last good song he put out. Yeah. All right. Only one week at number one for this one. I'm amazed. Parentheses, I've had, unparentheses, the time of my life. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. Uh, really? From the movie Dirty Dancing. Only which, one week. Only one week. And this won the Oscar for Best Song. Oh. I bet it charts again in uh, 88. I'm sure it does, too. You know, oh. what, you know what else? I just checked. Um, Stand By Me came out the year before this. So uh -huh. we were definitely deep in the 50s. Deep, yeah. yeah. The 50s and 60s. 50s, 50s early yeah. 60s, yeah. Yeah, most of, I think the 60s stuff, I think uh, Stand By Me takes place in like 61 or 62. 59. 59, okay. But still, yeah, right around that Kennedy era when... Well, you know, know what? I, I remember my freshman, and, my freshman and sophomore year in high school, everybody in our group would listen to, like, the Beatles. Yeah. It was all Beatles. Beatles this, Beatles that. Rubber Soul, White Album. I was like, what the hell you people listening to? You were listening to the Beatles, because the Beatles were goddamn geniuses compared to some of this stuff. Which song did um did uh, Lisa <clears throat> Bonet sing on the Cosby Show? I don't remember. I'm amazed it wasn't like Ella Fitzgerald or something like that. It was. It was a. And Bill cover. was just like, you got to do the jazz and the thing. It was a '50s cover. I, I know that. Oh God! You got to do the scat. You got to do the Yeah. Um. This song. Does anyone actually have anything to say about this song other than I find it interesting that song released, written and released in 1987. Um, they had a vinyl, they had a vinyl 45 for it in 1963, Kellerman's and the Catskills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, the thing is, we're going to be talking a lot more about Dirty Dancing when we cover the movies later on this year. Because we kind of have to. Mm. Yeah. There's no escaping that. I was, I I was forced to watch this movie. Hmm. All right. We're almost set through the number one hit, so we can just talk about stuff that we like. Um, one week at number one, Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. If you catchy, don't the, you know what that's a, You know it's a catchy tune. It's a catchy tune. It is the purest betrayal of the punk rock roots of the, the Go-Go's, though. Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, you know what it, well, you know what it is? The Belinda Carlisle and the Go-Go, after the Bangles came yeah. onto the scene, it's like, okay... We don't need the Go Go's and Boy and Carlisle anymore. We got the Go. We got the Bangles now. We got the Bangles. Okay, take the lead singer. Um, how high is she right now? Super. Okay, great. So uh, yeah, <laughs> let's give her an album. Let's give her an eating disorder first, though. Let's really mess with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the cocaine helped with that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well. Oh boy. Yeah, this was one. I remember all the, the the prissy cheerleaders my sophomore year loved this song. Yes, they did. And I'm just like, guys, do you it. remember the Go-Go's? I believe it. I don't mind the song, though. All right. And finally, three weeks at number one, George Michael, Faith.
A good song. I gotta say, the song is very aged song. very well. Very well. Yeah. yeah, very, very well. Well, a lot of the songs from this album aged pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, George Michael really didn't make just timepieces. He made songs that could transcend really. All right. Good music. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too: is that this really is is a full departure from the the happy-go-lucky pop of of Wham. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, this has got a lot more guitar in it. A lot more, you know. There's just a lot more musical influence, I think, in this than. Just let's just be another British boy band, right? Exactly. Their happy-go-lucky smiles and our <laughs> our pompadoured hair. <laughs> so that is that is the top. Uh, All the number top ones. number one hits. Uh, we missed this. A lot of dragon about there. There's a lot of dragon there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's talk about some of the worst singles that were also covered on um, the Todd in the Shadows video. Yeah. Because these songs are worth it. There was one I can't remember, so I'm just going to have to skip over it. And if you remember it, please let me know. Um, uh, we have to talk about this one because 1987 unleashed to an unsuspected <laughs> world. <laughs> the douche nozzle rate. <laughs> that is Kenny G's songbird. <laughs> What a smug prick this guy is. <laughs> if you watch this video, oh, yeah. he's the most smug asshole playing the most boring of alto oh, sax. It's I not a clarinet, it's an alto sax. <laughs> no, is it tenor sax or an alto sax? I thought it was, I thought it was a clarinet. It's a fucking clarinet is what it is. It's a fucking clarinet. <laughs> yeah, but isn't, isn't the clarinet the most smug of reed instruments? Yeah, look at his face, though, when, he, when he's playing it. This self-satisfied look. <laughs> I was watching the clip from the video in the Todd in the Shadows yeah. thing, and I was Love like, me. oh my god, he's trying to work the Fabio look. Oh my god. Well, he's got that long, curly hair, which, by the way, he is really trying to hold on to now. Yeah. yeah. And it's I, 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 I saw him on John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I was going to say, John Oliver, it's just like, it is back to behind his ears now. But still, he's keeping the, he's he's keeping keeping the, the world. <laughs> Michael Bolton at least had the good sense to get rid of that goddamn thing after, yeah. after a good amount of time. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, oh, God, this song. This song, this, I mean, do you want, all right, it's really terrifying. Thought. Somebody probably lost their virginity listening to this song. Oh, <laughs> no, Band no. camp nerds are just like, yeah, do you want to? My, my, my association with this song now is a little riff by uh, comedian Mike Birbiglia where he talks about sometimes when you're doing comedy, it's kind of like doing jazz where instead of laughing, people are just sitting there nodding. <laughs> And I start wondering if I'm doing okay or if maybe I'm like the Kenny G of, ja of comedy. <laughs> you know, this, this, this song is peak 90s sexy sax. Oh, God. In, in 87. 80s, this is peak right here. And then, oh, God. Just watching this video, you just want to punch this guy so hard and repeatedly and, and, and like alternating views of his face and nuts. <laughs> just like, oh, God. Fucking prick. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I'm sensing a lot of anger here, Andy. I really hate this song. It's stuck in my head now. And I, I don't know this song. I'm not really up to date on my old Kenny G. Thank you very oh, much. Well, Mike, guess what? Kenny it's G. getting dropped into the, 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 to the show. No, it's not. Yeah, yes, it, it is. Because every... And the thing everybody is, knows this song. Everybody knows this one because every song in his album sounds like this song. Exactly. <laughs>
one Kennedy song, you, you murdered them all. I don't regularly listen to Kenny. He has a Christmas album that's probably the same fucking song. We didn't have a choice. I was, I wasn't a big, I'm not a big fan of jazz. I heard this song, I was like, I, I am. This is not jazz. Not what Louis Armstrong envisioned when he was institutionalizing the art of jazz. This is white jazz. This is white jazz. This is white music jazz. This is why. This is why we have months like Black History Month. Yeah, no. As an apology for Kenny G. We will, we will, we will play you some true jazz songs. I've got some Miles Davis. Don't Actually, worry. oh Jesus! All no three of these songs that I have listed here essentially are the reason why we have Black History Month because they're just apologies of white people trying to uh, take over black people things. Because next on this list is uh, <laughs> Pseudo Echoes Funky Town. <laughs> now I thought again. I thought this was a song from eighty three, eighty four. Well, Funky Town came out. I think seventy nine, seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. And um, Pseudo Echo, which is an Australian band, decided that they were going to make a synth version of the song. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. That now, okay. Now. All right. Okay. I'm like, I but feel, they, I feel good about liking the real Funky Town. But yeah. the thing is that it's a high energy synth. So, but it all just sounds terrible. And again, a, a bunch of white guys trying to really get... It's, it's okay. like listening to Simply Red. Oh, God. <laughs> Shitly yeah. Red. Yeah, I don't think I know the real... Ver- I don't know the cover. I know the okay. real version yeah. of the Oh, uh, okay. And then the, the coup de gras of um, <laughs> white appropriation of black man's music. <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker ain't got nothing on this. Nope. Bruce Willis from his album, The Return of Bruno. <laughs> Respect yourself. Where's the Seagrams? Oh my god. This was, yes, 1986 introduced us to Bruce Willis on Moonlighting, yep. um, which, you know, in and of itself was a good, decent show. But then they gave him, they figured out that he, he liked to sing and play harmonica, and they figured they wanted to keep him happy. So they gave him his own album of <laughs> yeah. all soulful music where he can wail on his harmonica and sound like a complete douche. <laughs> so, as we do every year... Oh, it worked great for the stars of Miami Vice. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, obviously, you, know, you had to give it to the star of Moonlighting. So, as we do every year, you can behind me here, what are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, I'm going to be able to see the screen. Yeah, okay, you, guys, you move over, Mike. We, we want to limit the sound just so we don't get hit with the copyright. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. We, we, we play these songs without any, uh, yeah. shut up, Mike, the feds are already on to us. <laughs> Joe's here. They think he's a foreigner. That's all right. All right. Four Puerto Ricans. All right. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) You're you're coming, though, buddy. You're coming. All right. So, anyway, we're doing... we The last two years we've done it, we did um, Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Oh, God. We did uh, Don Johnson's Heartbeat. Heartbeat. So, the gay salad commentary of the full video for Bruce Willis's Respect Yourself after it loads. Because we gotta have some black guys to try oh, to my legitimate. You All right. I, I I hit the the power button, say the volume button here. All right. Because we gotta have the white savior come in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! This is back in the day when these when music videos used to have like a two minute long prologue. They weren't well, even all that great either. No, they weren't that good. Uh, that is one empty fucking bar. Thriller had a great story to it, so everybody else had to get on that. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, a jukebox. Uh oh. <laughs> That's gonna lead to some music, I bet. It must be. This dude's playing pool, so this is placing it on. Wow, look at all that teased out hair. Oh, God. There's a lot. There are a lot of white t-shirts tucked into blue jeans in this, in this video. Wait, wait, wait. How did actual musicians get into this video? By the TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. On a small TV. And there's Bruce. T-shirt and vest. No, no, no. Vest. Uh, it's not just any vest. I might add a suit vest. That's not Bruce. That's Bruno. That's Bruno. Bruno. Uh-oh. Uh, was this like his Chris Gaines? I think so. God, just to think, a year later he'd be wowing us with the Christmas classic Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so lonely. He's so lonely. Oh, I'm kind of surprised. Oh, really? Really harmonica. I am shocked it didn't go to a dream sequence. The majority of this video is him just cleaning up the bar, by the way. It <laughs> <laughs> makes a good cinema. Oh, and he's making that face he used to make. When he's singing. Oh, that that singing so face, satisfied yeah. face. That yeah, singing face. Tough singing face. It sound like him. No. So someone heard him singing in the shower and thought, let's give that man an album. I'm sure this was just to keep him on this, the wedding for is, another season. <laughs> this is one of those things where you wish, oh, God, I wish they had auto tune back then. <laughs> oh, I don't think that would have been done any good. Oh, 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 he's got the pool cue. He's, he's singing in the pool cue. You stole my shot, you asshole. <laughs> you owe me two bits. <laughs> Why? Why are there? Stop so making the hookers sing, bro. Why are horseline girls in there in the bar? Because that's how they get their waitresses there. Well, you know what? Anytime I sang in a bar, I didn't get the girls following me. So they followed you, but they were trying to kick you out the door. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell is that? Oh God! The guy, the guy in the cowboy hat. Like, I am what, what is he doing? Who is that? I don't know, but this was like a video game cutscene. He's <laughs> 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 like he's supposed to be a famous actor, I guess. Whoa! Oh my God! Oh, she scared me. Yeah, no, he's just <laughs> trying to get. He's actually trying to get some cred in here. It's like I'm not totally uh. Appropriating music white, white, black people. White culture, yeah. I got a sassy black lady in here who's dancing she, and strutting right now. She's completely channeling our inner Grace Jones. You got the, you got no, the this is actually dancing. playing off of a music video, like, and the sound on this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I mean, this is filtered through like a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> And not, not the, like, the high, the low tar ones either. No, no. No, we're talking Paul Malls. <laughs> the high smoke versions. <laughs> okay, what we, the hell? We, we, got, we, got a completely, we got to completely take Bruno out of the second verse and have the black lady yep. sing it. Yeah, so, oh my god, she's bigger than him. So, like, she's seriously taller than him. Well, Bruce oh, Willis isn't that tall. No. Bruce Willis only sings for half the song. He's also probably in Heels from Hell. Yeah. Because look at where, you know. Yeah. I'll give Bruce Willis this. At least he didn't put on, like, tons and tons of weight in 30 years. He's obviously embraced the, uh, 
you know, the baldness, but, <laughs> oh, God, here he goes. Someone gave him a nickel store harmonica. Of course. I'm pretty certain he has a best of. <laughs> Motown records out. No way. That's called a dumb truck of money. From the, from the studio that brought you Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Another member of the Lucky Squirm Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep, and there it is. It was all a dream all along. A horrible, horrible dream. <laughs> hey, can you close the bar? And it has an epilogue, too. Of course. All the best ones do. Some walk by night! <laughs> Get over. Oh my god, seriously, my hand hurts just holding on to that. That was that was bad. Oh god. god. It's just this is this is why you don't see him record music anymore. He just does kind of bad movies now. <laughs> name, seriously, name the last good Bruce Willis movie you saw. Well he doesn't care anymore. I know he he gave up a long time ago. Yeah. The last good movie I saw him in was um Jojo the Rise of um the second one. Oh, okay. Jojo Jojo the, the the rock is in this movie to save us. Okay. Basically, yeah. I enjoyed that movie. All right, so notable singles that didn't chart or didn't really like make as much of an impression. Whoa, hold on, we just got rickrolled. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> never gonna give you up. Never, never gonna, gonna let you down. down. Never, yeah, I love that song actually. Oh god. I hate. I, well, I don't hate that song. I don't love that song, but the rickrolling thing, I finally, you know, the the the, uh, the Stranger Things rickroll was really funny. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, uh, at Ape Cod, Steve Day writes that um, as popular as Never Gonna Give You Up was, I didn't know Rick Astley was white until my first Rick roll. He has got a very deep, very he is last no, voice. No, you know what? He is the Stevie, Steve Winwood of the night of eighty of the eighties. Yeah, he had a very rich Motowny voice. But if you heard Steve Winwood in the sixties, yeah, a lot of people thought he was a black man. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Um, also, Steve did write about the previous song we just talked about. What discussion of the music of 87 would be complete without Bruce Willis' debut album, The Return of Bruno? <laughs> All of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah. And one other one we missed earlier was, um, that, that he had mentioned was, uh, uh, never saw the video. I was 10. MTV was for my teenage sister to masturbate over John Bon Jovi. So, yep, yep, yep. So, some notable singles. Um, yeah, never gonna give you up. I think this one actually really charted in 88, but... Yeah. Um, you know what? Thank God for the Rickroll, because we still talk about this. It's still, <laughs> it's still a meme. Especially around election. It, it, it became a meme. It, it's, it's been a meme for a while. And the thing, and the thing is, Rick, Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Well, he's, down. Down. he's actually a good sport about it, too. Oh, yeah. He, he really gets a he kick out of it. He has no choice, Joe. None. He actually didn't know it was a thing, I guess, until his, I think his son rolled him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cute of you doing that. Oh, but it's called Rick Rolling, Daddy. <laughs> actually, I saw him get rickrolled at the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Parade. He was on the Sesame Street float, and they had mentioned it. Oh, he yeah. just got rickrolled. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I've lip-synced this song again, haven't I? <laughs> um, 
Another thing, I love this song uh, from Pet Shop Boys. It's a sin. Yeah. And this is just, it's a, I may have to drop this one. This is a good song. Okay. Pet Shop Boys is more than just a West End girl, sir. <laughs> more than. If you say so. Now, Pet Shop Boys are one of those bands I tell you that you don't need to go out and buy their albums. Just buy their best of and you'll be perfectly you'll be fine. fine. They, they have a best of that. I must have, at college, I must have, like, four other people buy it after listening to my copy of it. <laughs> it, it seriously, I'm not joking. It's really good. All right, here's one. I'm going deep on this one. Georgia Satellites. Keep your hands to yourself. Your hands to yourself. I love, I love this song. I, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised, I'm surprised it wasn't a number one song because it got a lot of airplay. It got a lot of airplay, but most and of the a lot airplay, of play on MTV. MTV, there's a ton of airplay because that a cute and clever video. Um, rock stations, I think, more so than uh, pop stations play this one, though. This was a big BCN hit. This well, is you know what? This is like a rockabilly. Right. Yeah, I, well, you get you but, get a lot of this. But you like, know what? It also has a, it also had yeah. a lot of that classic rock vibe. Yeah, that was because 88 was when classic rock was really starting to become a big thing. Right. Um. The funny thing is, uh, Jim went out and bought this album. We we had like a day when my mom drove us out to Framingham and we went to Newberry Comics and oh, just God, yeah. back when you needed a parent to bring you to a comic book store. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And he bought this, and there was one other song on here I really liked called Battleship Chains, yep. which is a really good song. But, yeah, this kind of got delegated to the one-hit wonder pile. Mm. Um, and one last song that I have on my list. I don't know if you guys have anything or not. And I forgot this came out in 87 until Mike and I were driving over to uh, the Royal Rumble a few nights ago. Mm. The Cult Love Removal Machine. Really? I didn't realize this came out in 87. I kept forgetting. I, 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 this is on, like, four of my playlists. I love this song. I had forgotten what year it had come out, and then it made it came it all came back to me like, yes, this was the Summer of 87 hit. Yeah. Love this song. I saw The Cult Live, though, um, open for Metallica, and they were terrible. Really? Ian Astley was so... Um, I'm just going to be generous and just say drunk, but I'm fairly certain it was something else. He couldn't remember any of the lyrics to any of his uh, any of his songs, uh, but I did get to see Matt Sorum drum for them, like wow. right before he joined uh, Guns N' Roses. Mm. So, yeah, that's my. You guys have any notable singles you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, the the, the singles I want to talk about are part of my album, mm. right? Well, um, it I, I mentioned it in my uh, in the albums from last year, but the single chart this year. Uh, back in the high life again. Yep. Steve Winwood. Yep. Had to get Steve Winwood in there somehow. Yeah, yeah shove it in there somehow. <laughs> this raw dog got one in, Mike. Way to go. Oh, buddy. yeah. Um, another song, too, that, again, again, we go back to, like, when it actually got released, but um, Behind the Wall of Sleep by the Smithereens. Ooh, was, it was released in 86, that. but I remember in 87 because 
when 87 is like, I really kind of like came into my own in terms of listening to stuff that wasn't being regularly played on the radio a lot. You know, I got mixed up with that, you know, that, you know, the, uh, the, those drama club hooligans. Who <laughs> <laughs> had all the great music and, oh, you know, Sophie Godley was essentially like my personal music muse for like freshman <laughs> year, so. <laughs> Uh, Robbie Nibble's Say La Vie came out this year. Oh, gosh. Say La Vie. La Vie. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, unmemorable singles, too, from dudes that just had that one hit. Yeah, exactly. I Need Love by LL Cool J. God, LL. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was LL's first album, right? Yeah, that, um, that, I Need Love, that was, that was actually, you didn't expect to hear that from, like, a rap star like LL Cool J. Actually, it's not bad. Get on the other's mic. Yeah, I'm just going through the list here. All right. <laughs> Catherine, Joe, I know you guys mainly yeah. will talk about the albums, which... Right. Yep. Lady in Red, Red by uh, Krista Burrow. Oh! That came out oh. Yeah, don't, don't you think that's what that song came out in 84? Yes! Yeah, it didn't. I could have sworn we talked about this last year. I no, thought, no, 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 I thought we talked about it like those... No, no because here's the thing. It didn't chart in the U.S. Uh, it's one of those songs that you think is a bigger hit than it really was. It's like the song Tempted by Squeeze. Everybody knows that song. It didn't chart in the U.S. ever. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, La- Lady in Red. Oh God. Uh, Lady in Red is falling asleep in front of me. Midnight Blue, Midnight Blue by Lou Graham. <laughs> Midnight Blue. Oh, that's a Bill McCarthy like <laughs> classic though. I love Lou Reed in the Midnight Blue. <laughs> Not for <laughs> What? Rhythm is going to get you by Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine. Oh, Jesus. The rhythm is going to get you, and it's going to tie you up somewhere and leave you for dead. Rhythm is going to get you, and you're going to wake up in a bathtub filled with ice. <laughs> <laughs> I got rhythm. Not anymore, you don't. <laughs> I got rhythm and one kidney. Okay, moving on. A staple of uh, the Dr. Demento show, Star Trekking. Oh, Jesus, really? That was 87? That universe. didn't come out in 1981, like every song from Dr. Demento? <laughs> Holy shit! It's quite Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's quite Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's Captain. Charting, uh, charting in 1987, somewhere out there by oh. Linda Rent, Linda Ronstadt, and James Ingram. Oh, from, okay. Uh, so I guess American Tail came out that year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, American Tail came out in '86, so that oh, makes sense. Talk about it soon. Yeah, yeah, American Tail. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. I like this song. Yeah. Definitely. I like that song. Go for it. You All like right. It. 
Yeah, over there. Yay! <laughs> Go in the corner. Go over there. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, All right. So anyway, um, that does it for the singles, and we're gonna be flipping over the side in just a moment. So yes. Wait, yes. wait by White Line. Wait, wait. Oh, that sounds to me like a 1988 song. Yeah. It's trying this year. Oh God. Ugh. That's that's when I knew hair metal did not have much longer to go. And honestly, <laughs> it wasn't that far off. Four no. years, it would be completely dead. Killed by uh, cherry pie of all things. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is the end of part one. Turn to side, turn to side two. In about a week, we're going to be uh, discussing the our album choices of 1987. So, um, if you want to listen to anything on our archive, please feel free to listen to it at geeks at geeksoutofpodbean.com or on the Podbean app or the Stitcher app or the Apple Store. Uh, you can also follow us at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter and uh, the Geek Salad Podcast Facebook page or just email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. We're so, everywhere. We are everywhere. You can never escape us. <laughs> uh, so we will talk to you in about a week. So enjoy this episode. You'll see our second episode in about a week, hopefully. So, um, How long is that going to be? About a week. Uh, about so anyway. About a week. Uh, so until next week... Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go for the Abbey Nerd Bowl. We'll talk to you in a little bit. talking about waste management that affects the whole damn planet oh here we go what do you say we slip out to Mo's for a pint can I come no wankers